You are listening to episode 14 of Content Marketing for Coaches. On today's episode, I'm going to give you four psychological tips to improve your content. Coaches, let's be honest. Marketing our business is hard as hell, but we absolutely love what we do. We love to coach. So how do we attract new customers, stay motivated, and make that money all while maintaining some sort of a personal life? I hear you. I got you. This is Content Marketing for Coaches, and I'm your host, Stuart Swayze. What's up, my friends and fellow coaches? How the heck are you? Boy, oh boy, oh boy, have I been doing some research. And I actually love research because the more I understand marketing, right? The more that I perfect my craft of marketing, the more I can help you, okay? But before I jump into these kind of valuable and awesome psychological tips, I want you to remember something. Do not use these tips to trick your prospects or manipulate anyone. Can I count on you for that? Can I count on you to only use these tips if you have positive intentions? Yes? All right. Cool. Now that we got that out of the way, let's jump into today's episode. Now, do you want to create amazing content? Do you want your social media followers to engage with your posts? Or do you want to draw your coaching prospects deeper into your blog to gain more information about you and potentially hire you as a coach? Well, then have I got a good tip for you. Tip number one, start by asking rhetorical questions. Well, you know, kind of like the, the questions I just asked at the beginning of this podcast episode. What happened when I asked you those questions? Either consciously or subconsciously, you answered my questions with a yes. You see, rhetorical questions solicit an implicit response. Based on a study from Blankenship and Craig in 2006, when you create an implicit response from your prospects, they start to consider your arguments more carefully. When they consider your arguments carefully, they become more engaged. Bingo. Tip number one, use rhetorical questions. Start using rhetorical questions in your content today. Simple, right? Okay, perfect. So let's talk about tip number two. Mention your prospect's freedom of choice. In the year 2000, there was a research study conducted by Guagan and Pasquale. In this study, they asked random people on the street to donate money, which is a call to action. In the control group, they simply asked people, hey, will you donate some money to this cause? Only 10% accepted the call to action to donate money. Now, in the experimental group, the researchers added a phrase to the call to action. The phrase was, but you are free to accept or refuse. This simple yet profound additional phrase expressed that the people that they were asking for donations had a freedom of choice. Well, what do you know? In the experimental group, 
47.5% of the people they asked donated. Say what? Yeah, that's a 4x jump. When creating your coaching content, either written or verbal, reference your prospects' freedom of choice. It could sound something like, it's up to you. It's your choice. It's your call. You can decide. Or you are free to accept or refuse this tip that I just provided. Here's why it works. By framing your coaching prospects' freedom of choice within the call to action, you reduce psychological resistance. Your coaching prospect develops a stronger desire to follow your call to action. Whoa, now that's pretty deep. All right, so now on to tip number three. Present a two-sided argument providing the benefits and drawbacks of your services. Wait, what? I get that I should provide the benefits, but Stuart, you want me to present the drawbacks of my coaching services too? Yes, yes I do. But listen carefully as I walk through this. In 2008, researchers Rucker, Petty, and Brinnell found that two-sided arguments are more persuasive. They found that when you present both sides of an argument, your prospects perceive that you've made a rational choice and that your choice is the sensible choice for them as well. By presenting the drawbacks, your prospects assume that the drawbacks that you present are the only drawbacks that they need to know. But don't forget to give your drawbacks a positive spin. Kind of like, hey, I know that there are many different ways coaches can get clients online and offline, but I focus on helping you get clients online, primarily through content marketing. In today's digital ecosystem, you have the opportunity to reach and work with clients all over the world. You have a greater chance of finding and working with your perfect ideal customer by connecting with them online rather than, you know, talking to a bunch of people at a local networking event. You see, I'm not positioning myself as a generalist business coach. My deep focus is on helping you get clients online. And well, that positions me as an expert coach in a specific niche. And because of this, you know, without a doubt, if you want an expert coach to help you get clients online, well, that's me. So I have a question for you. Did you hear the two-sided argument and the positive attributes to the drawbacks of using me as a coach? <laughs> All right, good. Now you understand. And what I just said perfectly leads us into tip number four, because, well, I just used part of tip number four within the last 30 seconds to a minute. So here's tip number four. Mention your competition or alternatives. Again, you might be sitting there scratching your head and wondering why the hell you'd mention your own competition. Well, my friends and fellow coaches, hear me out. Based on research, if you don't mention your competition or your alternatives to your coaching services, your coaching prospects will have a higher likelihood of searching for those alternatives without your help or guidance. 
not good. In 2015, G. Brigden and Habul, hopefully I, I didn't butcher those names too bad, proved that just the act of your prospects searching for competitors and alternatives infers to your coaching prospects that your coaching services are less attractive. Well, that's crappy. But if you mention your competitors or alternatives, you can reduce the chances your prospects will search. Your prospects will feel like you've already done the searching for them, and they will be more likely to favor your coaching services over the alternatives. So here's how you do it right. You quickly mention the alternatives. Then discuss your coaching program, how it's different from the other options, and the extra benefits of your coaching services over the competition. That's all you need to do. Bing, bam, boom, done. Wow. Now those are some enticing and pretty cool psychological tips to improve your content. I'm going to repeat this though. Don't use these tips to trick your prospects. Don't be a jerk. Your intention should be to use these tips to improve your content. Give your prospects the information they need and the freedom of choice, but use your content to help guide them to take action, overcome an obstacle, and seize an opportunity, or so on. Sweet. All right, my friends and fellow coaches, a bit of a shorter episode this week, but that's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get notified when the next episode comes out. And if you found value in this episode, feel free to rate and review it on your podcast platform. Your rating and review will really help me out. Have a great day. Take care and get out there and keep on transforming lives.